0: Next voice message.
1: Yeah, Alex, it's, it's all, Um, Calling with horrible news. Scrap the production. Scrap the podcast. Scrap all of it. Um I don't see myself setting sail. Um, the packing fiasco of what to choose and more importantly what not to choose is one of the worst pickles that I've been in and I am um, Almost at the point of simply uh, scrapping the whole thing. I don't know if this is really going to work. So uh, yeah, not not the finest hour, not the best day.
0: End of message.
2: Everybody welcome to Landline Podcast. You're lucky because on today's episode it's Saul versus Alex, Alex versus Saul. Guten
1: Tag.
2: Guten Bonjour. Salut. Good morning.
1: Greetings. How are you?
2: I'm good. I feel like this is uh I'm I'm meeting up with a an old flame and I have to learn how to consummate our relationship once again.
1: And just remember how to charm my pants off. <laughs>
2: exactly. Um welcome back to Landline Podcast. It's been too long.
1: It has. It has. Uh, times were different the last time we recorded. I can't really remember those times or anything about what might have transpired, but certainly a different
2: era. Well, if everything you predicted came true on the last several times you joined the pod, you're as fit as you've ever been. You haven't had a drink in three years, and you're also dead of COVID, I think.
1: <laughs> no wonder I stopped drinking. It explains everything.
2: Uh, Um but here well, we sometimes are.
1: it's good to be right
2: people are still wearing masks which we're not going to talk about today but that's that's that i don't think we thought that would happen who knows who knows what we thought someone can go listen but we're too busy so um well i'm so excited to have you back we have a topic today which is as landline as it gets um so we should we should have some some fun um i've to prepare, I've taken a few uh, selections from the McKay Family Library to hopefully illuminate our conversation. I thought it would be a nice thing for a landline to start researching with um, the you know paper books in the home. And the selection doesn't necessarily meet our topic specifically, but we'll do as, as good as we can. We've got um, La Ruse Gastronomique, which is a giant kind of masterwork of French cooking a world atlas the adventures of felix and the crow by saul lulchuk um oh, it's down sorry it's in my down on my feet by the, by the phone booth one second stay with us oh, now, was, that, was that the copy that was translated
1: into uh french and other european languages or just english
2: no just english is there a european copy I like to think there's a European edition floating around somewhere. Ocean Lullaby and Nudes of Yesteryear, which is just a collection of black and white photographs of naked women. Um, which I found in the kids book section. Um, luckily it's thin and small, so they haven't seen it and they're really not old enough to even think it's weird yet. So anyways, that's what we've got for our research department, and everything else is just going to come ha- have to come straight out of your head, but um, why don't we just start with the steamer trunk? You've acquired a steamer trunk.
1: It's sort of essential, right? I mean, you can't, I think legally, you cannot set foot on a steam ship without a steamer trunk, right? I Those are the rules, as
2: I understood them. Well, it's interesting, because that's something that kind of gets to the heart of the matter, which maybe we should just start with, which is... Your pending disappointment, so um i I you know your expectation that people are going to act correctly on the um experience you're about to have, and I'm just gonna be so fascinated by whether or not your fantasy, which I share. Um, will come to reality the way you want, and I think that um, cell phones are going to have so much to do with that. So it's it's uh, that's kind of like the inner onion of this conversation. But you're going on a voyage. Why don't we start there? Where, where are you going? When are you leaving? Um, and uh, you know where where is it going to take you? Well, nuts nuts and
1: bolts. Um, I had to get across the Atlantic uh, to reach my destination, which ultimately will be Paris. And so obviously when you're crossing an ocean, there's not that many ways to go about it. You go either over it or on it. Um,
2: Or under it.
1: I think unless you're a fiber optics cable or a submarine U-boat of some sort, uh, you're not going that far under it. But... I could be. I could be wrong. Okay, um, your your
2: sound is perfect right now, but then you like kind of go away and come back. So, are you moving or is it just the phone? Because you're perfect right now.
1: I'm I'm seated and stationary.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, keep going.
1: Sound. It sounds good now.
2: Yeah, it sounds good. It, it's 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 it sounds great. The volume is kind of going up and down, but don't worry about it. I'll 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 make sure it's okay.
1: All right. All right. Since we're already going to destroy this part. Maybe should I put in some sort of headset? Would that help?
2: No, I think you're no. The quality is perfect.
1: Okay, excellent. Um, so yeah, you to go to cross an ocean, right? Um, you have several ways to do it, and I decided that flying, um, maybe just isn't my cup of tea as much as it is for some people. Uh, I like the stateliness of an ocean voyage. So we decided to um, book tickets on the Queen Mary embark uh, May 1st set sail out of Brooklyn and reach Southampton, UK uh, a week later, so it should be a full week at sea.
2: Wow, and and um, I did, I will admit to everybody, I, I, I was tempted to Google some information and then I shut it down um, r- just kind of in the spirit of, of the pod, but it, it's the only ocean liner left. Did you know that?
1: I that's what I heard something about that I don't I don't know a huge amount about their scarcity but this I know this is a single ship making transatlantic voyages at this point in time
2: I think everything else is technically a cruise where you're like just going around in a giant fat circle and this is like a means to get from one point to another and therefore it's a an ocean liner um, whether or not the structural differences uh you know are there structural differences i don't know cuz i'm pretty sure you can take a cruise from england to new york and then new york to florida and back or whatever but um okay so the queen mary 2 and you told me in person that the steamer trunk was a pretty key part of that decision or did wasn't it kind of like the egg did come before the chicken in this case
1: well they they always do for me i mean they they always do um you know, it's like the time when I was, you know, out in, in a restaurant supply store and bought a, um, one of those cone-shaped objects to serve fries at restaurants, table side. So I bought that and then realized that I needed the wax paper cones from a different surplus shop to put the fries in. And then I realized that I couldn't make fries without buying a fry machine. And then last but not least, I bought potatoes. So I generally like to start at the end and work backwards. And that's basically what I'm doing here. We were talking about the sort of, uh, I guess grief is one word for it, that steamer trunks are not just a bigger part of the world these days and how exciting and useful they are and how many different things you can fit in them um, and do so while comporting yourself with a sense of style. Uh, So we landed on the idea of getting steamer trunks and then from there is a very short step backwards to say, We now need a steamer to put them on.
2: And steamer trunks kind of in the same, although more common, maybe – well, yeah, more common, uh, same vein as as wooden phone booths. Like, there are – there have got to be tens of thousands of steamer trunks on planet Earth, yet they're still overpriced even though nobody uses them or wants them. So, like, was it a flea market? Was it Craigslist? Was it a store? Like, how – was it in good shape? Like, what, When did the? When, you know, when did the spotlight come down from the sky on this steamer trunk and strike you, um, as you know, uh, a, as a muse?
1: This happened to be an antique shop, uh, but you're you're right. I mean, they're they're out there, and they were at one time ubiquitous, and presumably they have not been turned into an endangered species numbers wise. But at the same time, you don't see them, you know, day to day. Uh, like your phone booth example so but if you keep your eye out you know um any sort of flea market tends to have at least some small selection a lot of the time you know in an antique shop if you kind of rustle around a little bit behind the old like crystal martini glassware you can generally find at least one trunk in pretty good condition and what's great about them is um they're heavy they're clunky they're overweight they're they're sort of too strong for what they need to be doing I mean they're you know these clydesdales they're these you know massive heavy objects uh built for this single purpose, and there's nothing better except of course all modern suitcases so if you're if you're looking for um you know if you're looking for the the best way to you know use a a new you know uranium that was developed for spaceship technology and now can carry 9,000 pounds per square inch without rupturing, then no, a steamer trunk is not for you. Um, But if you are looking for an element of, uh, I guess, uh, grace under clunkiness, then maybe you should be looking at the trunk market after all.
2: So I was in the Oregon Historical Society when my parents were visiting a couple – a week ago and it had just been pouring rain in oregon for two straight weeks and you know we had run out of things to do 15 minutes after they got here so okay oregon historical society you know museums um still entertaining don't forget um something definitely boring about them but also just so relaxing where you're just looking at something with your own two eyes in the flash physically in front of you, and your phone isn't you know telling you to go check what the sports score is or whether you got a text or whatever. So a little bit of like a calmness around just wa- strolling through a museum. and one of the many um, exhibits of you know, just way too much information, like a gigantic encyclopedia crammed full of information in you know one floor of this relatively um, modest building. Was about beavers and how beaver, the state animal of Oregon is the beaver, and how they almost went extinct, you know, 15 years, 20 years after, maybe 25 years after the French uh, explorers and tradespeople started um, grabbing them and then the Hudson Bay Company grabbing them, skinning them, and, you know, trapping them, skinning them, and then sending them back to London and Paris to become hats. Um, And I was just thinking, well, if they almost went extinct, there must have been hundreds of thousands of beaver hats, and where can I get one? I mean, is, is are there any beaver hats left? Um, there must be, right? Like, how come I've never seen a hat of beaver in uh, the antique shops I'm hanging out with? And I wonder if they just fall apart or not, but what's your what's your beaver hat knowledge? Do you have any?
1: I mean, it's a it's a great question, and I I can only imagine that some human being somewhere in the world cornered the market on them, and has a giant underground warehouse stuffed full of the things, and no one else gets any. I mean, they gotta. I don't think they decompose, right? I I think you can easily buy you know a, a mink stole from you know the 19th century if that's what you want to do. So they gotta be. I think they gotta be out there somewhere. Uh, and there must be some sort of centralized location.
2: Imagine if you could wear your beaver hat on the deck of the Queen Mary Two when you go out for a cigar after dinner.
1: Well nothing says I won't be.
2: <laughs> well, you have to find a beaver hat first. If you know where a beaver hat is, five oh three, eight nine four, eighty four eighty, we need we need two and large to extra large is our size. So um and that's our I mean
1: maybe the ships lost in sound might have one.
2: <laughs> now that's a good after idea.
1: I can't be the first person to step on board in search or wanting some fur.
2: Okay, so you get the steamer trunk and, like, just not to belabor the point, but it has two handles on the side, I assume, so that the... Yeah,
1: the, one one for each servant.
2: Exactly. And then it has, uh, does it have the the original clasp and then you have to bring your own lock or did a lock come with it?
1: But no, it's got it's got the clasp, um, and that's as much as, you know, I need for it. I don't I don't need triple security. I don't I don't need locks and chains. I'm not transporting bank gold. um it'll clasp, it'll shut, you know, and that's and that's all we need.
2: And then you're gonna I don't
1: I don't know if modern cabins are even really designed for steamer trunks the way they used to be. I mean a cabin used to be kind of built around the trunk, the way you know, a peasant's kitchen was built around a fireplace, it was the center of the action. Uh, maybe that's still the case, I'm not sure.
2: Well, uh, interestingly enough, I'm more concerned about or interesting to me, I guess. Um, for before we even get to the steamer, uh, the boat, what about what is the Uber driver and the um, the you know, the airline attendant going to think of the steamer trunk? I mean, like, will the baggage handlers even know how to load it into the um, belly of the aircraft to get across the country? That's the first question. I think you should get a lock.
1: It's not a crazy idea now that I think about it. Uh, Look, I hope it gives them fits. I hope they have all kinds of problems. I hope the flight gets delayed. I, I don't want anyone to process my trunk easily.
2: So... And you and your traveling partner are going to then need to take it off the, like, rotating baggage claim at JFK, or are you bringing servants with you?
1: I think we're going to have to uh, hire a couple when we when we get there. Yeah. Yeah, then, then the trunk will just have to make its way from JFK to the Lower East Side, stay for several days, and then travel to
2: Brooklyn to board the ship. I can't wait. It's going to be, like, talk about... It's like a instead of a labor of love, it's gonna be like a hassle of love. A, a a severe annoyance of love. Um and is it completely free of like stickers and chotchka on top? Like it's a it's a clean, sleek is it a black oh, leather yeah. black leather?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't need, you know, this this trunk crime Mountain Washington on its bumper.
2: <laughs> All right, so the next question, of course, for you is the clothes. Um, you a steamer trunk can take a lot of. Are you sharing it with your travel companion, or is it all for you? Oh
1: no, I need every cubic inch. <laughs> and,
2: and are you like you got? You're going for an extended period of time. I'm sure you have subsequent luggage around it, but you're gonna want to put your fanciest stuff in the in the trunk. I assume um like are you stressed out about it yet we're t minus 3 or 4 days till you embark so what what are we are you leaving for new york even sooner like how many suits do you have how are you folding them could you just keep them on hangers with something that that's that's that wide and tall like what's the what, what do we got wardrobe wise
1: I mean you're asking the very questions that keep me up at night and there's no easy answer especially because you know going to one of the fashion capitals of the world, um, my general plan is to show up as light as possible so I can then leave as heavy as possible, right? Like, I'm, you know, I'm on the continent for acquisitions. So by that logic, obviously, you want to travel fairly minimally, you know, um, getting there eastward. The issue is the ship. Uh, I've calculated that the voyage is seven nights So setting aside black tie for dinner, I'd need at least three different suits per day to kind of get me through it. So then we have a total of 21 plus evening wear brings you to 22. Um, Now I can cut that number down a little bit, you know, if I if I get creative, right? I can like switch out a blazer and a pair of pants, and you know, buy myself a little leeway. But there's no possible way. Do the math however you will that you can reduce that number by anything under twenty. There's just it's impossible.
2: Because you just want to be wearing a di- like you have to have a different look every day. You don't want to repeat any outfits. Is that the idea?
1: Right. Well I don't want to I don't want to repeat. That would be ghastly. Uh, but yeah, of course, like the you know, the you know, suit the you know, the you know, tan, you know, three piece suit that I put on you know, post lunch to stroll around the deck is obviously not what I'd want to be wearing, you know, two hours later at five o'clock for a cocktail hour. Uh,
2: well, what about in the, I mean, even the richest people on the Titanic probably re, and that's if that, if you were waiting for a Titanic reference, there it is. Drink, everybody drink if you're playing the Titanic um, drinking game. So even people, the richest, pe- even Billy Zane on the Titanic must have like worn the same morning jacket a few times don't you think you think that they had different different looks for every single morning
1: yeah but look what happened to him (laughs) i'm not exactly trying to emulate the titanic all
2: right that's true all right well i mean i'm not traveling with you so i have no problem with the 20 suits um and you don't want to i mean there's an opportunity to use the dry cleaning service and the you know the porter um, if you decide to send things out to be clean so there is some upside to rewearing clothing
1: yeah just remember i mean the beauty about a ship is that you know your your trunk is never that far from your feet so i intend to take full advantage of the proximity is if it? i if i if i decide to change twice before lunch one day i'm damn well going to be able to do that
2: I don't want to put you in a bad mood, but I think this is a good entry point for like my first sort of concern. This is out of the landline brain of Alex McKay. What if you get into a world where you're you have 21 suits? They've been repressed once you've kind of gotten the bellhop to realize what's going on, and they're hanging in your um in your uh stateroom closet, which somehow is large enough to fit everything you need which you know i think people could do side bets on that and then you kind of saunter out for your first breakfast and everyone else is like wearing neon green big johnson's t-shirts and fanny packs like what if the, the the people that you're traveling with aren't up to the task of fully embracing the steamer experience what if Even when you found the only ocean liner that exists on planet Earth and you've gotten the steamer trunk and you've booked ahead and you know what a finger bowl is and, you know, you're excited about playing um, shuffleboard on the poop deck in the afternoons with, um, you know, vermouth and soda, that the, the crowd around you still doesn't get it. They're, like, making sure that their dog has been walked on their nest cam back in you know, um, in Topeka.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course you're describing my worst nightmare. Um, I lived that nightmare. Uh, It was on a two-night cruise from uh, Long Beach to Ensenada back in 2011. Uh, And I stepped out the first morning and was confronted by about 3,000 people in board shorts and bikinis, you know, running around drinking Coors Light and tequila shots. Uh, It was terrible. Um, But nonetheless, I comported myself, you know, as um, as planned. I didn't see any reason to change my behavior, to lessen my behavior, to reduce my behavior just to fit those around me. So I've 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 run into that. um, And it's every bit as dreadful as it sounds. Look, I don't I don't have many expectations. For, this, for what this ship is and what kind of world I'm stepping into, I want my bartenders to be wearing white gloves when they're mixing my cocktails. I want a grand piano with a pianist in every lounge. I want to eat roast beef and lobster nightly, and sometimes morningly as well. Um, I want to ideally like win a lot of money at the Baccarat tables in the casino. Um, I want to have at least three different affairs with three people I'll never see again. And I want to eat at least a gross of oysters every day before 3 p.m. I don't need everything. I don't need the whole world. I just want a few basic fundamentals to be working the right way.
2: Oh, gosh. Well, I'm, I am we're going to do another call from the library. So, And we're not wrapping up. I'm just saying if people want to know how this goes, we're going to get hopefully a, a mid-Atlantic um, update from Saul depending on I don't know how that, is there going to be a payphone there? How's that going to work, do we think? what? What is the, are you just going to do like a Wi-Fi call? It's like, should we not tell the listeners how that's going to work because it's going to be, uh, it's going to be unlandline?
1: I mean, I think it's going to be kind of exciting to, to make it work. I'm just, I'm going to go, I'm going to walk around until I find someone in a uniform and I'm going to that i have a important phone call that i have to make and what kind of communications gear do they have that can help me do that
2: hopefully you end up in the um gosh i really i should have had more coffee i guess what's the place in the like in the wheelhouse wherever they're driving the ship in the in the uh operations deck and they you need to use like the captain's phone
1: yeah they'll have a, phone. They'll have a
2: all right. Well, the guy, I got, the,
1: captain, the captain. Most definitely has a landline.
2: Why don't we just um, look at this gigantic French cookbook um, from the? Hold on. Oh, it's inscribed to Alex in honor of many inspirational inspired meals. Love John and Marie, my parents-in-law. September 2014, Portland, Oregon. What a great gift. The Encyclopedia of Food, Wine, and Cookery by Prosper Montagna. Imagine getting named Prosper. Um, Definitely you'd grow up to write a cookbook. See, whatever you did right there, that's the best sound of all time. I think it's at your mouth is right up against the phone. Um, Okay, so 1961 this was published. In the interest of keeping everyone's attention, can you just maybe name something that you would love to eat? Like a certain, you know, like a dish, a French dish, and we can look it up and, and I'll read out loud how it's um, how it's prepared. Is there like a is there something that you don't usually get on land that you're looking forward to getting on water?
1: Well, I mean, uh, there's 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 dishes that I'm incredibly excited about that you don't see on many menus, like a, like a good cassoulet, for example. Okay. I don't. I don't think you can call yourself a French restaurant if you don't have a cassoulet year round on the menu. But unfortunately, various restaurateurs disagree with me.
2: Now, this are we? are both assuming that cassoulet, page two twenty. Um, we're we're assuming that this is French food just because of that's what we assume. But it is an English ocean liner, so but the English wouldn't dare serve their own food.
1: No, I mean, maybe Beef
2: Wellington we could talk about. Here we go. Hold on.
1: Ooh.
2: Castrate. Let's just read what castrate. The castration of animals destined for the butcher to hasten their fattening. The word a terrible pronunciation, is also applied to the removal of the intestines of crayfish, USA crawfish, before cooking. In order to do this, the central part of the tail is pinched and the intestines emerge. Okay. Moving backwards to 220. This phone booth is not really set up for a giant cookbook, but we'll just make it happen. Okay. Cassoulet. haricot bean stew, which is made more especially in Languedoc, where it originates. The cassoulet is prepared with pork and mutton, with goose or duck, in an earthenware utensil, which used to be known as the de Isel, from whence derives its name. Franck Nohan, a humorous poet, sang the praises of Languedoc Castellet in his Nouvelle Cousiniere Bourgeois, a book in which many pungent poems are to be found. He even gives a recipe in verse for Castellet, the substance of which is here extracted from the poem. All right, I'll read the poem, and then we'll move on. On a moderate fire, I see two casseroles. In one, a leg of confit du bois or confit du canard, preserved goose or duck, as well as little sausages, ribs of pork, and loin of mutton are browning. Do not forget the flavoring, two tomatoes and two onions cut in four, Meanwhile, the white saucon, haricot, are cooking gently in the other utensil. Let the cooking proceed for two hours, and then dispose the beans and meat in the same earthenware vessel, in such a way that the goose or duck, mutton, and pork are distributed between layers of haricot beans, all ready to melt in the mouth, after which put the cassoulet in the oven, then on the surface of the dish, a golden crust forms, thick and fat. Break it because this element must be incorporated with the rest of the ingredients. Put it back in the oven. Wait until another crust forms, which must be broken. And this time, and this must be done six times. Serve after breaking the crust seven times. Unctuous and perfect. In languedoc, a royal feast. This is called a haricot creme. Or cassoulet.
1: Wow. What a beautiful summation.
2: That is just, hold Correct. on, let me just get this book out of this booth. It's, uh, there we go. Wow, a lot more rum in here now. Um, unbelievable. <laughs> I, if you don't demand that your cassoulet is broken seven times, then you're no friend of mine. In fact, you might threaten to jump off the ship entirely if you feel that it's broken less than seven times.
1: I'm, I will happily make that demand. And if they don't have a cassoulet cooking on board, then um, it's yeah, me in a lifeboat, I think.
2: Landline. Canard line. White star.
3: This call may be recorded for quality assurance.
2: So will this We one. have
3: a special promotion today for select callers. If you are over 50, please press 1 now. If not, press 2.
4: Just for calling today, you have qualified to receive free roadside assistance. Your free roadside assistance entitles you to free towing, three oil changes throughout the year, and much more. You get all of these roadside benefits absolutely free. And you can also save a guaranteed 50% on all of your car repairs when you participate in our Ambassador Auto Savings Program. To hear how you can qualify for our free roadside assistance program and save a guaranteed 50% on all of your auto repair expenses, press 1 now. Otherwise, press pound. Again, to hear how you can qualify.
0: If you have a red, white, and blue Medicare card and would like to save money, lower your doctor copays, or receive additional benefits, please press 1 now. Don't miss out if you have the red, white, and blue Medicare card and are interested in learning about the options which may lower your doctor copays, provide additional benefits, or help lower your prescription cost. Press 1 now. Don't wait. Press 1 now to see how much you can save. All others press pound. If you are currently receiving social security disability and want to save money. Jesus. If you are tired of paying high auto insurance rates and simply just can't find the time to I'm shop t- around. I'm tired of this. Press 1 now to save up to 30% no, or more on the your Kennard auto insurance.
2: Line. Hello, is this,
0: quickly give you offers from over the 40 Canard 40 insurance line carriers in just a matter of minutes
2: Hi, so is this is this the, the Canard line
0: what the okay
4: Hello, and please listen carefully as our menu options may have changed. Calls are recorded for quality assurance.
2: Here, too, as well.
4: Oprima Nueve para Española. We're very excited to tell you about a special promotion for select callers. This will only take a moment. By answering just a few questions, we will find out if this offer is right for you.
2: Is this where I get boat reservations? Are you or
4: is someone in your household 50 years of age or older? Press hmm. 1 for yes. If you or someone in your household is 50 years of age or older, otherwise press pound. Just for calling today. Of course, if you are enrolled, if currently just for calling in today. We'll have the upper, If you're interested in saving money on with summer winding on net, your cable bill is outrageous and the most frustrating. Is is you're paying for loads of channels. Who the fuck am I talking to? Switch to Dish and get the channels you actually watch. Hi, this is Emma.
3: Thank you for listening to our special promotions. I can help you with your call. Please tell me why you are calling today.
2: I want to inquire about reservations on the Queen Mary 2 from Brooklyn to England, Southampton, I think.
3: All right. What company were you calling?
2: The Cunard line? The White Star?
3: I'm not finding a match for your request. Do you have a pen handy so you can write down a number?
2: No, I'm in a phone booth and I don't you want to get try up. You am
3: calling 1-800-712-6600 for more information.
2: Is there an agent? Let me I...
3: give you that number again. Emma? The number is one 800 Emma?
2: Emma? Emma?
3: Thank you for calling. Emma, don't today. go. Emma. Call back and hear new no, Emma. From our select partners. Emma, are that you English, are but with an American? Emma. One six six zero.
2: Okay. I'm...
3: Again, that number is 800-410-1660.
4: Thank you for calling us today. Emma. Goodbye. Please have a pen ready to write down the new phone number to call back and hear exciting new offers from our select partners. Jesus. The number to... All
2: right. Hold on. landline now in real life uh you've been thinning um because we talk not on the podcast and that's and we all support you for that not that you were fat but you've you've been on a health kick and you feel great about it and and I feel great about it too what concerns should we have regard regarding your intestinal fortitude um with like i mean you've got to be nervous this is like getting told you're going to like a free fentanyl-free drug buffet with, like, a chaperone in a place that has no laws or police force? Like, are you going to be able to treat yourself in a way where you can't, don't hurt yourself? I'm genuinely concerned.
1: As am I. I mean, that's that's a legitimate cause for worry. And, you know, having proudly lost 20 pounds in the last several months, the last thing I want to do is step into the U.K. ports. uh Gain, having gained maybe twenty five, which is you know not 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 paranoia there's look there's there's, there's lots of food on this vessel It's, a, it's like a, a floating food palace, and there's, there's food from the moment you open your eyes in the morning to the moment you go to bed there's midnight buffets, there's chocolate fountains, there's bar snacks, there's formal dinners, there's extravagant buffet breakfast spreads various meats and cheeses. There's pastry chefs on board working in shifts to turn out croissants. I mean, you know, this is this is a giant food palace that I'm stepping into. Um, I think my saviors, as I see it, one are going to be the simply the deck. I, I think that I'm going to try to walk at least 20 miles a day just in circles around the ship deck. And I think that's actually pretty a pretty pleasant way to while away time on a ship uh alone with your thoughts and a good cigar and i think that that's something that I'm, I'm counting on my own two feet to save me from my worst impulses i also know that the ship gym and spa is an undervalued resource my observation of cruise passengers in general is that many tend not to even know that there is one um Maybe the clean, married demographic will skew a little wiser, more more experienced, more grizzled, you might say. But I think that if I if I, I think I think between laps around the ship, uh, going up and down the stairs uh, from top deck to bottom and so forth, and spending at least hour minimum in the gym per day, I hope that I can balance out the effects of what is certain to be a quite serious overindulgence
2: now what about like i'm already with the gym thinking of like the screens that will be everywhere like what are you what is your and and don't necessarily show off for me i want to know what's your plan regarding screen time on the ship because you would hope that this is an opportunity to do somewhat of a digital detox which of course is becoming increasingly popular now that landline's been around for fifteen year old fifteen years and other people are talking about this in a, you know, more effective and organized way than me. What are you is this do you need to be online? Are you looking forward to it? Are you gonna be like texting me photos of the you know, the Scottish smoked salmon plate in the in the mornings? Like what is your what's your program regarding whether or not you want to know, you know, if Pelicans the Pelicans are winning game seven in Phoenix against the Devin Bookerless Suns?
1: so i mean aside you know aside from writing which i which i do intend and look forward to doing on a daily basis in the library aside from that i don't i don't want to see a screen the entire week um, when i'm at the gym i'm not going to look at a screen i'm going to look outwards at the sea uh i'm going to entertain myself with books both ones that i'm bringing in also from the ship's library uh, I'm ideally not going to touch my phone even to turn it on until I re- reach the UK. Wow. I, yeah, I I don't I don't really feel the need for them. And you know people people talk about getting bored at sea. They say we need shore destinations. We need to be disembarking. We need to be going somewhere. They cringe when they say they, oh we have a whole day at sea. And I to me those people shouldn't be anywhere near an ocean if it's that much of a problem. Uh, I love every minute that I'm at sea. Uh, I could spend, without exaggeration, over a thousand nights on the Queen Mary without ever disembarking, and I think I'd be only happier.
2: That's like uh, that character in that Amor Tolls book that we read, uh, the,
1: uh, the um, gentleman in Moscow. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Um, so
1: yeah, it has it has everything you want. Why why would you possibly want to be back on land?
2: So you take off from Brooklyn. Now I'm looking at the world atlas here. Um, I wish I had charts of the North Atlantic, but I don't. And you're going to be going, you know. Um, I wonder how. Long, I wonder when the last time you see land is. Like, I don't know. Do you think you see Nova Scotia and Newfoundland from the ship? Just to keep things uh, close to land for that long, or do you think you are compl- like once you go to sleep that first night and wake up, it's ocean only until you see the UK? Do you have any sense of that?
1: I think it's straight ocean. I, th- I think they get out to sea and stay
2: there. And then you're going to be going through, I I believe, like, the southern Labrador Sea. I don't know where technically the Labrador Sea starts, but that's, like, where all the boats from Gloucester go for that tuna fishing like you see in The Perfect Storm. They go all the way up there, um, I guess, like, off the sea. I think it's called George's Banks or – so – you're going to be in prime – you know. that's where the COD haven't yet gone extinct, although they're getting close. And then just straight across the North Atlantic, um, you'll probably see other f- shipping vessels, I'd assume, right? There'll be container ships coming from Hamburg full of VWs. I, do you have any concept of how many other ships you're going to see? Like, How fun is it going to be – I guess I'll just filibuster here a little bit – to completely focus on the weather, sunset and sunrise – Obviously, waves, the conditions, um, whether or not there's other ships going on, whether or not there's an emergency. I wonder if you guys are going to do some sort of drill where you all have to get outside your rooms and practice getting you know, lined up in case you have to get in lifeboats. There's going to be all kinds of activities that are uh, just based on where you are at that moment. Will you see whales? Will you see... I don't know. I mean, there's got to be... You'll probably start tracking the stars every night there's so much to be excited about
1: yeah, I mean the only thing you really have to watch out for is rogue waves I, I think tr- if a, if a rogue wave comes along then, then the game changes and then things like uh, well yeah that's 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 your real enemy when you're at sea scurvy and rogue waves, but I, every everything else is thrilling
2: I feel like gout could be a potential enemy for you as well, but um it's I guess it's only a week. It'd have to be like immediate onset gout. I don't know if that exists or not I was well we could switch out
1: gout for scurvy. I will be eating plenty of citrus <laughs> um,
2: so um the the rogue wave situation I was looking in our children's encyclopedia off the McKay family bookshelf because I thought I could bring that into our conversation to look up rogue waves because they do have an entire page around, um, weather disasters, but someplace deep in my memory, I think you have a fear of rogue waves. Don't you have like a relatively serious concern about them?
1: Well, more, more of an obsession, uh, more of a, a fascination, a lifelong, you know, compulsion. Um, but I've, I've always felt that at some point in time in my lifetime, I'd seek out a rogue wave, or one would seek out me. And at some point, we might meet. And if that moment happens, I hope I'm ready. And I hope I'm not on one of the lower decks.
2: And what about just the general kind of sway of the ocean chop? That's something you have You been in the open ocean on this level before? Do you know that you're going you're gonna to sort of emotionally and physically survive seasickness?
1: Oh, I love it. The choppier, the better. I can't get enough of it. Wow! I went on a uh, a whale watching trip in um, off the coast of northern Maine at one point, where we ran into some serious chop. Uh, there were about forty of us on board, and about thirty eight or nine were vomiting off the side of the ship, <laughs> and I was just running around eating peanuts.
2: Wow! Are you bringing Dramamine? Well, they'll have all that stuff in the in the ship's canteen. Um, I
1: don't. I don't even want it. I'm. I'm going natural.
2: Wow. Oh, natural. How exciting. Okay. Um. Well, what else do you want to share? I mean, we. We. In. To get. We set the stage. You're flying to New York. You're getting the steamership to the docks. A few days later, you're. You're handing it off to a porter. Bring. You should bring plenty of cash for tips, if you ask me, um, or shillings. And, uh, you know, you're going to get on, you're going to unload, you're going to get acclimated. Are you concerned at all about the uh, your dinner mates and whether or not they'll be? I know you feel quite at home with sort of the um, honored citizen demographic, but um, are you hoping for some young, fun people as well? I mean, you and your um, partner aren't the only two human beings who um, have had this idea. To not have kids and go on an ocean liner, in fact, Ann and I had this ocean liner idea about ten years ago, but then had kids and will never do it so <laughs> congratulations <laughs> on achieving your goal
1: look i think um I think there's going to be i i i don't really need uh young people on board I mean if they're there, then great um, maybe I fit that bill still, maybe not, but um i want I want people. With, with good stories you know i want i want i want to be sitting there swapping stories over you know brandy and cognacs late at night on the forward deck um you got to ima- and-
2: you have to imagine that there will be like we have to assume that there'll be people sort of doing performance art on, maybe not as well as you but on par like if you can't have a long, screenless conversation on the deck of the Queen Mary 2, you might as well jump off, right? I mean, that's basically, that is literally the end of the opportunity, unless you're, I guess, going to, like, deep in the jungle, um, which is kind of another way to skin the cat, to to go to more of a primitive culture. But this has got to be, like, the last place where people are truly unplugged.
1: Yeah, it's like when you go to one of your fish shows, right? I mean, it's, it's drawing people of a certain mindset who are there... For that particular thing. Yeah. So, to me, and that's not a, a swipe at a fish show, which I've yet to attend.
2: God, God forbid.
1: God forbid. I think that yeah. I, I think some. I, I one has to believe that at least some of the people showing up to this thing, buying tickets across the Atlantic uh, the old-fashioned way, share my lust for all things old-fashioned.
2: I wonder what would happen if Russia launched the Satan 2 missile while you were mid Atlantic and like where you're, what port you would go to. It's kind of the good, a good start to an Emily St. John Mandel post apocalyptic um, uh, story of like where does your boat go if uh, Western Europe has been Putinized. But I guess it's not really funny. I'm just trying to like. You know, oh, the,
1: no, I've I've spent extensive time thinking about that scenario.
2: Seriously, right? Because it's like you are going to – this is like a little – this is – luckily there aren't U-boats as far as we know. I'm sure there are Russian U-boats. What would they be called? They'd be called something else. But, um, yeah, imagine trying to do this trip in uh, 1939. It would be a whole different set of circumstances.
1: That 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 I've thought about those things. Um, and, yes, certainly there is uh, – at least more of a chance than a year ago that you set sail and then suddenly, you know, both continents are reduced to a radioactive wasteland and you're kind of stuck, you know, in the middle fishing for tuna for the rest of your lives. Mm. I don't know. I guess, I mean, that's, we did, at some point we'd eat our way through the ship's provisions um, and then either the passengers turn on each other or escape via lifeboats, I guess. I don't know.
2: All right, well we're excited to hear from you from the library um, i'm I want the uh, I'm excited to find out about the social set that you fall in with and uh, the of course the dining will be um, excellent to hear about as well. Try not to eat a bad oyster. I think that that's like uh, priority number one. you don't want to have some sort of foodborne illness for 48 hours of this journey um, I think i I'll give a shout out for the stars. I think that uh, seeing the stars has got to be one of the major priorities. They've got to be absolutely incredible. Um, And yeah, good luck at the back rat table. I um, I don't know. We're gonna miss you. I wish that like landline podcast could get sponsored by the Queen Mary too. Figure out if there's any children on there too, because I think that people with children see if anyone with children is surviving and if their children are surviving. What's is there a pool? There's got to be a pool and a hot tub, right?
1: No, there's like probably nine of each. Wow,
2: how exciting! I mean,
1: it could be. I mean, it's gonna be. Look, it might be the best way if you're a family to cross an ocean. I might, I might never fly across the Atlantic again, depending on how this thing goes.
2: Well, that that would be an amazing, uh, you know, way to take back the life. Of the instantaneous gratification. Can I can I um can I wish you well with a book called Ocean Lullaby by Laura McGee kevnosky and Kate Har- Harvey McGee. This was given Indeed. to this was given to my son Dewey, inscribed July eighth, twenty twenty one, to Dewey on your second birthday, because you love the ocean so much, love Auntie. And this was published in manufactured in china nobody likes that copyright 2021 ocean lullaby song floats up moon smiles down while we rock to ocean sounds shh hush shh hush the ocean soothing song shh hush shh hush we can sing along Far offshore the big whales doze, moms nudge calves to keep them close, turtles float and shut their eyes, jellies undulate and rise, shh, hush, shh, hush, the ocean's soothing song, dolphins drift and mantas glide through the rocking, rolling tide, along the reef, fish hide and spread tucked into their coral bed shh, hush shh, hush we can sing along octopus dreams in her cave, underneath the swelling waves tide pools catch the moonlight's glow, stars above, sea stars below, shh hush, shh, hush The ocean's soothing song. Monk seals find a sandy shore. Stretch their flippers. Start to snore. Rising waves break. Spill and reach. Smoothing footsteps from the beach. Shh, hush, shh, hush. We can sing along. You, my sweet, my sleepy child, rest here in my arms a while. As the new moon rides the sky. Dream the ocean lullaby. Shh, hush, shh, hush, shh. There you go, Saul. That's what we're going to wish you a farewell journey with.
1: I think I might call you up from the captain's phone every evening at about 11 p.m. and have you read that before I uh, drift off. That's a uh, a wonderful rendition and uh, as good a bon voyage as one could ask for.
2: Well, I'm going to go to Powell's to the like um, shipbuilding section and get some sort of used, weird historical uh, encyclopedia of the building of the Queen Mary II, so I can tell you about the engine room.
1: Please do. And uh, maybe that will be a uh, uh, maybe that will be the last call when we're actually setting sail.
2: <laughs> call the landline anytime five zero three eight nine four eighty four eighty and. Um, yeah, let's see see how many people you can get on the uh, the decks of the Q- Q- QM2 to listen, and we'll see what uh, Google says about their geolocation when I'm looking at the stats. I wonder when you press play um, or don't listen to my podcast on the Q- QM2. All right, well, thanks for being on Landline. Great to have you back. Uh, we wish you well. We'll be f- If nothing else, fantasizing about your journey is a way to escape our own existence. And uh, buy some uh, Ocean Liner tickets out there, people. Let's drive the market to a place where there can be competitors. We don't want uh, the QM2 to be able to gouge us with these prices. They've got a monopoly on the North Atlantic.
1: Turtle soup. That's the one thing I forgot to include in my list of expectations. I want turtle soup served out of a large silver tureen at least three
2: nights out of seven. All right. Well, we'll. Uh, I'll make sure I have the turtle soup page, um, and the. Um, I'll even do a little background check on how turtles are probably more sustainable for the environment than than cattle, and I'll bring that to the uh, to the next pod. Excellent. All right. Be well. Bon voyage. Bientôt. Bon voyage. Bye. Bye. Landline. Okay, the fucking internet says that the number to call the Cunard, C U N A R D, which means duck in French, because I'm fucking know the answer, is one eight hundred seven two eight six two seven three. So let's just try that again. Okay. One eight hundred seven two eight six two seven three. Need to work on my key.
5: Thank you for calling Cunard Line. Yes. Please be advised that your call may be monitored for quality and training purposes. If you are a travel agent, please press 1. To make a new booking, please press 2. If you have an existing booking or wish to speak to a customer service representative,
4: please press 3. If you are calling to speak with your personal cruise vacation planner, please press 4.
2: Okay, but this is recorded as well, so consider yourself warned. Okay, one second.
0: One moment, please.
2: Thanks.
4: Thank you for calling. The current hold time is less than 30 minutes. Hmm. If you are calling regarding your voyage departing within the next 14 days, please continue to hold. Otherwise we encourage you to visit cunard.com for information. If you are currently booked for a future voyage, please click on Booked Guests to access and update your vacation information, including booking shore excursions, or you can call us back at a later time as we are open seven days a week. Can you call Queen Elizabeth in
6: 2022 as she departs on an unforgettable Alaska voyage? embark from vancouver or san francisco and witness the wild beauty of the great land venture to the majestic glacier bay national park and hubbard glacier and be sure to watch for whales on the way alaska's breathtaking mountains fjords and quaint port towns make for an invigorating and remarkable journey and with cunard you will experience it all aboard a luxury ship with a crew that prioritizes your
2: company.
6: Stay on the line, call your travel advisor or visit cunard.com and book your cruise today. I want the
2: answer over the phone. I don't want it on the internet. Cunard.
6: Queen Mary 2, Queen Victoria and Queen Elizabeth are worlds unto themselves, oases of discovery and relaxation. Cunard's majestic queens are the perfect settings from which to explore new destinations or return to old favorites. To learn more about Cunard's award winning enrichment programs, luxurious accommodations, and world class entertainment, stay on the line. Visit cunard.com or contact your travel advisor. Make it a truly relaxing vacation okay, by letting Cunard handle all the gonna, details of your flight. Hold on.
2: Shut up, Cunard. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. Get a to bit there. Coordinate your gonna, air let's
6: travel get up, with your gonna cruise gonna up here. Okay. This improved program offers oh, all the a benefits. Bit too high on
2: the Cunard. Okay, listen. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna put Cunard on speakerphone. We're not gonna record it, or we will record it because these tiny little discs that you get now at CVS can record like more than your entire computer in 10th grade ever could. And that's what I'm recording on to. So we're going to record this. And then when they answer, we'll be on the phone with them. Doesn't everybody like that plan? Okay, good. Thank you. Like this. Drop. All right. Okay.
5: Good afternoon, Kennard Line. This is Carmen. How may I help
2: you? Hi, Carmen. I just wanted some general information about the um, one-way trip from Brooklyn to the U.K.
5: Without a dog, though, right?
2: No what? No dogs allowed?
5: Well, it's so full. It's so full. And people call me and they go, hey, I got a dog. I want to dig. Well, it doesn't work like that. My kennels are very full. All the way to the last voyage that we have out For public sale wow the kennels are full 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 especially new york to southampton
2: okay well i wasn't thinking a dog although you kind of piqued my interest maybe i should um (laughs) do you uh we have a dog he's very well behaved but um how far out are you guys booking right now like are you sold out for the foreseeable future
5: for the kennels yeah
2: and i might
5: have some southampton back to new york by going over?
2: No, I don't. I don't have a dog. Did it? Did something? Did I press a key that indicated that, that this was about no, a dog?
5: No. But no. But sometimes I'll talk to someone for fifty minutes, and okay, and then just when I'm done booking, oh yeah, my dog's got to come. Like you've got to be kidding me. Oh my gosh. You were supposed to tell me that right at the beginning.
2: Are you? So in that's New- why
5: I asked now.
2: Are you in New York?
5: No. <laughs> Everybody asks me that too. No, I'm in Seattle.
2: Oh, cool. I'm in Portland.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just up the street, huh?
2: Yeah, exactly. So oh,
5: interesting that you would ask me from the from New York, though.
2: Well, would you I've, know that I've got a friend who's decided he's going to go on one, um, actually on May first, and he told me all about it. So now I'm thinking maybe is that are they kid friendly? Are the cruises kid friendly? Uh, well, what if it was I just my. Know. What if it was just my wife and I in a stateroom? What what are we looking at, like, price-wise, like ballpark? How, mu- how much does one of these things cost?
5: You'll have a much nicer time. Uh, let me see. So let's, let's sure. shoot off for, am I doing me first when your friend's going?
2: Yeah, let's see. Let's see last minute, just just for, for shits okay. and giggles.
5: Uh, yeah, what's your first name so I can address you? Alex. Alex. Hang on. You're both adults, right, Alex? That's right. You're both vaccinated fully with the booster?
2: Well, I'd rather not say, but yes, we are.
5: Okay. <laughs> May 1st is full.
2: Okay. And so does it, does it just over. go back and forth? Does it go and then turn around and come back? I assume you guys are trying to keep the boat in the water as much as lot, possible.
5: Lot more. Yeah. Well, she, the ship stays in the water all the time. The
2: sh- right. But
5: um, yeah, because sense. we're so close to May 1st right now, she's shut down.
2: So would it be just basically two weeks after that and then every two weeks for the rest of the year?
5: Not necessarily. The Queen Mary 2 is the only ship that does it. Sometimes she'll do New York to Southampton, then she's going to do something in Europe, and then she comes back. Gotcha. So she doesn't always... uh, So look, if I do... Let me give you an idea. I could do this just to show you. I have May 15th, June 5th, Eighth of July, the fifth of August. You see it jumps.
2: Let's do July. Can we do July eighth? Let's see, uh let's see what's happening July eighth.
5: July eighth, you want a least expensive inside?
2: Mm, maybe like middle of the road.
5: Okay. Uh let me take a look here and see what I could do for you.
2: What are you doing this
5: for, Alex? Are you doing it just to see what the Queen Mary Two is? Are you doing it because you want to go on a cruise? You're still working. You want a little bit of time off with your wife. Well, this is or you're probably, just doing it because you don't want to fly.
2: Uh, this is more of a. This would be a pleasure trip. Um, but I okay. think I'm more just looking for information around around the cost, and then I would probably nail down right. dates once I kind of figured out you know when we could do it.
5: So, so the most economic I could give you is a Delta Bravo. It is a full deluxe balcony. But it's obstructed by the safety boats. Okay. But the door opens. You got fresh air. So really, you still got the balcony. You're looking at sky and water the whole way. So this is the best economical way to go for the both of you with Cunard Care, which is the travel protection. You're looking at three thousand four twenty seven fifty eight. You each more the money. The only money you will spend that you will need to spend is the gratuities. The tipping—it's yeah. called hotel and dining charges. It's eleven $1, fifty per person per day. It'll be eighty fifty, so it's going to be one hundred and sixty one dollars. So if you were to go, you could say, "Look, tack my gratuities on, prepay them, and then when you get on the ship, you don't get that charge."
2: Okay, amazing. The
5: Alcohol's not included. Okay, the alcohol's not included. Okay. So, well, the, but, but the alcohol is just standard. A, a bowl of beer is five dollars. So if you go to a restaurant down the street from you, the alcohol on the ship isn't higher or any lower.
2: In fact, it's about half so the price a, from what we're paying for beer. But the
5: drink, yeah, I know, I know. The prices are going up. Uh, but, uh, you know, there is a cocktail drink package. It's $69 per person per day, and you both have to buy it.
2: I love that price. Okay. Um, uh, you're, uh, each
5: allowed, you're each allowed a bottle of wine or a bottle of champagne on embarkation.
2: Excellent.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: And and, then, and um, what about um, like shows, entertainment, science lectures? Oh, that's all included. Cool. That's all included. Fun. And how are the seas on that ship? Like, uh, is it is it a rocky uh, voyage across the? Oh North no, Atlantic? she's
5: got she has all the bells and whistles. You know, she's got the stabilizers, and so this is July too. If you were talking to me January, I'd say, well, Alex. All my retired Navy people go on the January date, so I would say, mm, but July, August, September is the best times to do it.
2: Fun, all right. So and, I would say, and yes. we're we're approaching forty. You know, are there any young people on the boat? Do you think, or
5: in July there will be? Cool, absolutely. And even even my old people are very young because they're retired and they have a lot of money. Yep. They're really young at heart. They really are. I had a guy last week, he was 98, flying to Barcelona. So really, you know, some people that are 60, they act like they're 100, and people that are 100 act like they're 60. So it really depends. But, you know, when I say, Alex, go check it out, see what it is. If anything, when you're 75, 80, you're going to say, oh, I've been on Kennard before. You won't have that, oh, I'm scared to go. You've already saw what it is, you know. So sometimes when you're 40, it's a good time to do Kinar. You'll see if it's you. It's for you when you get older.
2: All right. Excellent. Well, mm-hmm. let, me, let me check in with my wife, see what she thinks. Yeah, and then let me know. All right. Thanks so much. Have a good rest of your you're, day. You're
5: all in. You're all in, Alex. When you book, you're going, you're paying, and you'll go. Okay?
2: All right. Have a good rest of your day in Seattle.
5: Okay. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye.
3: reached Anna McKay with Sister City. Feel free to leave me a message. Um, texting is also a great way to get in touch with me quickly. Or shoot me an email, Anna at
0: sister-city.com. Hope you're having a great day. Bye-bye.
4: At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options.
2: Hey, babe, the um, cocktail package on the Cunard Queen Mary 2 is $69 a day, but we both have to buy it. eh, eh. eh, 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 eh. Bye. at you, my working days are through, festival, working every day, always been that way, now it's time to play,
0: at the festival.